We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. or die show today very glad to have you with me and looking forward to having a conversation with you we are going to be entering into a topic today that i think can be very helpful it's one of those perspective topics we need to get the right perspective so that we have the right mindset so that we can make the right decisions going forward and i think so much of life is that way it's a perspective if we have the right perspective we see things clearly we see things right if we have the wrong perspective, even with the best of intentions, we make the wrong decisions. And I want to talk about uh, one of these topics today that provides the right perspective. It's actually a topic we'll spend the next several weeks on, and I hope that it will be a help and an encouragement to you. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you, if you're not on YouTube, please take some time. You can go to YouTube. You can find my channel there. This show, this content, and other content is there. You can go to YouTube, find my channel, Jeremy Stallnecker, look for my name, and then go ahead and subscribe to the channel. You'll also find the notification bell there. Important that you subscribe. Also important, perhaps more important, that you hit that notification bell. That notifies you, as indicated by its name, when new content comes online, and uh, we'd love to share that with you. Uh, this is there, this show, uh, other content we push out there as well. So uh, take some time to jump over there. You can find a lot of uh, stuff that might be an encouragement and a help to you. Uh, for other content, go to my blog, jeremystallnecker.com, jeremystallnecker.com. Uh, you'll find my blog. You will also find uh, all of my uh, social contacts there. You'll find a bio, information about me, and uh, again, another great way to connect. And I'd love to share that content with you. I produce this show and all of the content that I produce on jeremystallnecker.com, on the YouTube channel, and elsewhere. I provide all of it to be a help and an encouragement to you. Uh, I have very little interest in just filling up time. I, I know there are millions of podcasts, a lot of content being pushed out all of the time. We can go on social media and just scroll, find tons of content. And, and not all of that is necessarily bad, but uh, my goal is not to just fill up time, not to just take your time. It, it's to provide something that can be a help to you, and I believe that we do that here. Uh, the name of the show is the March or Die Show. March or Die. Uh, I spend a lot of time talking about this in a lot of other places. You can go back several episodes and find an entire episode dedicated to why exactly this is called the March or Die Show. I would encourage you to do that. Uh, but principally, it's this. In life, we will all encounter times of difficulty, those times when it feels 
like the enemy that is out there is shooting at us, trying to take us out, where it may feel like our world is falling apart. And when all of that happens, we have to ask the question, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So many, particularly at this moment in time in our world, they've, they've kind of adopted this idea that they don't have control over circumstance. There are a lot of things being imposed on us right now. I, I understand that, absolutely. A lot of things being imposed on us. Uh, a lot of ideas and ideologies, um, a lot of perspectives that we may disagree with, but they're front and center. We can't get away from them. Those things are being pushed on us. But the one thing that cannot be taken away from any of us is our power to decide. Decide what? <laughs> decide what we're going to do in the face of those things. In the face of imposition, in the face of mandate, in the face of these ideologies that we disagree with, we have the power to decide what we will do in response. We could back up, uh, take a step back from the global scene and look at our own lives. When it comes to relationships that are not working out the way that we thought they would, uh, other obstacles that present themselves, financial hardships, health issues and challenges, uh, whatever it may be in your life, we don't always get to control the fights that come to us and the people that come to us and the situations and circumstances that come to us. We don't always get to control that, but what we do always get to control is how we will respond. And really, we can only respond one of two ways. A lot of nuance in this, perhaps. A lot of perspectives and thoughts. But we only have the opportunity to respond in one of two ways. We can, because of the difficulty, the trial, the battle, we can decide to stay where we are and die. Uh, that is simply pushing it into neutral, just deciding we are not going to Go backwards, perhaps, but we're not going to make forward progress anymore. We're done. That's death. We were created and called to move forward to a life of purpose and direction. And if we decide to just give up, we've decided to die. We can do that. That's a decision we make. Or we can make the better decision, and that is to march. Simply putting one foot in front of the other. We don't know how we'll get out of this fight. We don't know how we'll uh, deal with everything that is in front of us. But what we do know is that we can take the next step. And the one after that, and the one after that, and the one after that. We can do that. And yet so many in our, in our world, they fail to move forward for so many different reasons. This is not about being judgmental of those who feel like they can't go on anymore. It is, however, about equipping you to move forward forward when you face those inevitable difficulties, trials, situations in your own life. I do my best to provide perspectives on how to move forward. I want to talk about something today and in the next couple of weeks, probably the next four weeks, about the mindset of a warrior. The mindset of a warrior, perhaps I lost you right there. <laughs> The mindset of a warrior. In our lives, if we are going to move forward in the face of battle, again, we use a lot of different words and terms. We talk about trauma. We talk about trials. We talk, talk about difficulties and obstacles and, and those situations that are outside of our control. We talk about all of those things. But if we're going to deal with those battles, the op opposition, the opposing forces against us, we have to have the mindset of a warrior. 
so many people fail to see themselves as a warrior. In fact, they may see themselves simply as a cog in the machine. They're not accomplishing anything because they don't believe they were placed on this earth to accomplish anything. And yet I'm here to tell you today that we have all been called to the life of a warrior. Now, if you'll stick with me, in the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about exactly what that looks like. We've got Christmas coming up. We're going to talk about the coming of a warrior, the birth of a warrior. We see so much illustrated in the life of Christ that provides that direction for us as warriors. What does it mean? We're going to talk about what it is a warrior does and how a warrior focuses, what they see as their mission. But we have to, first of all, understand fundamentally that all of us have been called to be warriors, to have this mindset. I don't know what your perspective on God is. I hope it's a good one, and I hope it's one that's in line with the Bible. Modern Christianity, in particular, seems to have softened God on one hand and created this angry God of wrath on the other hand. Now we know that there is wrath that comes from God, a holy God. There is judgment, there is wrath, we could talk about those things, but that is one dimension of a holy God who, as we come into the New Testament, becomes God the Father. It's the same God. Nothing changed from one testament to the other, but the perspective that we're given is different. This is God the Father. In fact, uh, the God who must judge sin loves us enough that he provides a way of escape, a way of forgiveness for our sins so that we don't have to suffer that judgment or that wrath. It's not my point today to talk about all of that, but what a wonderful picture of God from Old Testament to New Testament, from the beginning through the end of the Bible. Incredible. What we have done often, though, in New Testament Christianity, this modern day in which we live, is we've taken the idea of God and softened Him to a point where He would have to be described as anything but a warrior. We look at Jesus and we see pictures of Jesus and these pictures of Jesus often have Jesus with very soft features and very uh, beautiful hair. I don't know what it is about the hair, but every picture with the beautiful hair. Perhaps Jesus is glowing. He looks like anything but a man's man, a warrior here to deal with the sin and the wickedness that is in this world. But if we will understand our call to be a warrior, we need to understand God as a warrior. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3, the Bible says simply, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Uh, I'll read a few other verses. Stick with me. Isaiah 42 and verse 13. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. Talking about God. He's a man of war. He'll prevail against his enemies. What powerful language. Jeremiah 31 and verse 35. Thus saith the Lord, which giveth us the sun for light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Lord of hosts. Uh, that's the name given to someone who oversees, who rules an army. 
Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. It says he is mighty. That's God. We go to the end of the book, the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 19, beginning in verse 11. Listen to these words. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Wow. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. If you think back to the book of John, chapter 1. Verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Bible goes on to talk about Jesus Christ, our Savior. Here in Revelation, it said His name was the Word of God. Verse 14, and the armies which were in heaven followed Him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth the sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of wrath of Almighty God. And he hath in his vesture on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So many other verses I could read. I'm not going to belabor the point. But here's the thing. God is a God of war. He is a warrior. And think about this. God... In a fight against sin, hell, death, and the grave. Uh, God, uh, he, he is in a war against evil, wicked forces that seek to destroy us and would, if they could, destroy him. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in the flesh, who we'll talk about on next week's episode. Uh, he is God, and he came to seek the lost to save them, to die in their place. He is a warrior. The Bible in the book of Genesis tells us that man was created in the image of God. So many aspects to that, of course, but we were created just as God is to be warriors. You see, the reason this is important is because if we don't see ourselves as a warrior, then as the war rages around us, we'll disqualify ourselves. We'll step back, we'll step out, we'll say this doesn't apply to me. And when the battle comes to us, as it will, we may choose to die, that is, stay where we are and refuse to move forward instead of taking the necessary, necessary steps to walk the path that God has set in front of us. We need the mindset of a warrior. We need to understand that we are warriors. You say, well, uh, Jeremy, that's great. Those verses are great. We're not God. I agree, we're not God. None of us is God. <laughs> Far from it. The Bible, in so many places, tells us that we are to be like Christ. Again, that we were created in the image of God. So much, so much there. In the book of 2 Timothy in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, who, even if you don't read the Bible much, you've heard of, he penned much of the New Testament. An incredible man, someone who hated God, who turned to God, who became uh, a missionary and an evangelist, who wrote so much of the New Testament. He's writing a letter, penning a letter to a young pastor 
pastor by the name of Timothy. That's why the book of Timothy is called that. It's a letter written to him, Pastor Timothy. Pastor Timothy traveled with the Apostle Paul. He learned from the Apostle Paul. He then went to a place, a very secular place, the city of Ephesus, and he pastored a church, a series of churches probably more likely. This was an environment that certainly did not love God or love Christians. It was a very, very difficult place to be a Christian, a very difficult place certainly to be a pastor, to lead a church. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul in his letter writes these words, Thou therefore my son. That's strong, isn't it? That's great. He, he says, hey son, this is how much he cared for this young man. Now again, in our culture, we often look at our children as those we need to protect, to pull in, to help them hide from any difficulty or trial in their lives. Paul addressed Timothy as his son. Thou, therefore, my son, he said something different than stay away from trouble, though. He said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He didn't tell him to run away and hide. He told him to be strong. We talked about this when we were uh, talking about men. What does it mean to be a man? In a lot of ways, it means to be strong, to stand up, to do the hard work, to do the difficult things, to be a man. Verse 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Man, he's getting into it. He said, Timothy, you need to be strong, because there are other men that need to be taught. You need to do the teaching. Verse 3, Thou therefore, so that you can do this, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, Verse 4, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. The call to being a warrior, what Paul calls here a soldier, is a call given to all of us who believe that we have the truth from God and that others need to hear and understand the truth. Check this out. (laughs) If you are leading a family... There are some folks in that family that need to be taught by you the truth. And particularly in this culture, a culture that is so far from God and running further away all of the time, you have to be strong. You have to learn to endure hardness as a good soldier. If you're going to commit to faithful men those things that are truth. Wherever you find yourself in life, if you're going to pursue the path that God has set in front of you, if you're going to put one foot in front of the other, when it would be easier to stay where you are and die, if you're going to keep moving, it will only happen when you start to think of yourself as a warrior, as a soldier, as one who must endure hardness, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, not just for the purpose of enduring pain, but so that you can accomplish what God has set before you. Do you have a warrior mindset? A warrior sees himself as someone who will stand up against the difficult things for the sake of truth. The same person the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Some words that are very clear as it relates to being a warrior. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13, Paul said, Take unto you 
the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Paul is explaining to this church, we are in a spiritual war, and if you will be victorious, it will only come when you are willing to stand up as a warrior, putting on the armor of a warrior, having the weapon of a warrior, and doing the work of a warrior. We look at our culture, we look at American society, and as Christians we have to ask the question, uh, why is everything slipping away? (laughs) Why are we becoming so secular? Moving so far away from God. In fact, not just moving away from God, but becoming antagonistic toward God, in rebellion, openly toward God. Humans have always been rebellious against God. We see that all the way back in the Garden of Eden. But now, while we once used to pretend that wasn't the case or try to hide it, try to keep it out of the mainstream, now it's in vogue, it's popular to rebel against a holy, perfect, almighty God. Why is our world going that direction? Because so many who name the name of Christ, who call themselves Christians, who believe what the Bible teaches, fail to see themselves as warriors. And so when there are those in their lives that stand up and say, we're not going to do this or we're going to do that, we know that you think that's evil, but that's what we think is good because there will come a day when good is called evil and evil is called good. We're living in that day. And the only way to fight against that kind of darkness, that spiritual wickedness, is as a warrior. I've talked often about my time in the Marine Corps, and that's where the name of this this show even comes from. But deploying as a Marine in the infantry community, as I did, there was never a question as to why we were going to do what we went to do. (laughs) Never a question. We were, in the modern sense, warriors, going to do a warrior's task. We knew when we put our boots on the ground that there would be an enemy that would seek to destroy us. And the only way to overcome that enemy was to act as a warrior is to act. To fight and win. And so we did. And yet as Christians called to be warriors by God, who is a warrior, as illustrated in the life of His Son, Jesus Christ, a warrior, Christians have become so weak. I'll say this specifically. Christian men have become so weak. Weak. And this isn't about toxic masculinity. Just weak unwilling to stand up for the truth, unwilling to stand up for what is right. We become so weak that the world is rolling over. The most powerful army 
led by the most powerful God in all of eternity. We're not losing because we lack the power or the ability. We lack nothing more than the will. That's why we lose. Are you a warrior? We'll talk more about this in the coming weeks, but from a very basic perspective, we have to view ourselves the way that God views us. Not simply forgiven of our sins so that we can live a soft life or exist until some point in the future, but as warriors called to move forward in the strength and grace of God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what scares you or what is causing anxiety in your heart and mind right now. I have no idea. But I'll simply say this. Stop viewing yourself as the sum of uncontrollables and instead view yourself as a warrior led by the ultimate warrior God. That's who we are. And if we'll move forward with that mindset and in that power and that strength, we will experience the victory that God has provided through His Son Jesus for us. But it always comes back to a decision. (laughs) Always. You may hear all of that and think it's just too hard. That's a decision you can make. Because when the bullets are flying, when things are out of control, when the trials, the traumas, and the difficulties pop up in front of you, you have to make a decision. Thankfully, it's not complicated. You can either stay where you are and die, or you can march. So here's the question. Before we get into another episode next week about what it is to be a warrior, here's the question. What are you going to do? Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.